Hi there, this is Joan Van Ark, and you're listening to TV Confidential. On the line with us, Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson, the voice of Pinky from Pinky and the Friend, Yako from Animaniacs, and both Raphael and Donatello from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rob's book, Voice Lessons, How a Couple of Ninja Turtles, Pinky, and an Animaniac Saved My Life is the story of Rob's life on and off mic and how his experience battling throat cancer in 2016 gave him a much deeper appreciation for what he loves to do voice lessons available wherever books are sold online through Amazon.com. Other online vendors, we have an email question for you, Rob. This is from Colin. Colin listening to us in Anaheim, California. Colin writes, Ed, I'm a big fan of Rob's. Please ask him to what extent he and the other actors on Animaniacs are allowed to ad-lib. Great. Thank you so much for the question, um, sir. Well, we're given a lot of room to to uh, improvise. Whether or not that improv stuff ends up in the show is certainly up to the discretion of the producers. Um, but, but it does. When, when actors are allowed to do that, and by the way, let me say that part of the genius, in my opinion, of a guy like Mr. Spielberg is that he knows who to hire and he turns them loose. Mm-hmm. And that is not as easily done as one would suspect. There's a lot of megalomania and a lot of micromanagement in Hollywood. And Mr. Spielberg knows what he's doing clearly. I mean, like I said, the king of Hollywood. And so they would encourage us to do that all the time. Often, the reason that we are that we are able to riff uh, and we're inspired is because the scripts are out so damn solid that we know that we're covered. Our back is good. The script's solid, so it makes you go, well, let's just throw something else out there. It might be better, it might not, but we already know we got something really good, so we're not going to ruin anything. And moreover, what that ability to be free to riff does, in my opinion, is that it it ends up on the screen. That energy in the studio with people like Frank Welker and Tress McNeil and Jess Harnell and my friend the Bang, Maurice LaMarche, and um, <laughs> the other, you know, the, the previous suspects, Billy West, um, Dan Castellaneta, um, on and on and on, John DiMaggio. But when you let those people go, it is nothing short of magical. And I know this because I've done over 2,500 half hours of animation, and I promise you it is never not overwhelming with the skill that these people have. And it ends up on the screen, because I've been in, in circumstances in which people might be a little precious about their words, in my opinion, or, or whatever, to protect it, um, and don't avail themselves of the talent on both sides of the glass. They just, like, no, here's what it says, and we're going to do it this way. And there's a dryness to the product, uh, ultimately, in my opinion, that is palpable. When I work on other shows where the actors who are good supervisors are hired to do that, and they let them go, irrespective of whether or not the improv ends up in the, in the show, it makes the whole project better. And it is a deeply collaborative effort. I'm only as good as the other people with whom I work. Uh, it's not the Rob Paulson show. So we are virtually always encouraged to do that. One example certainly is all the non separate responses of uh, Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? And then Pinky says, uh, I think so, Dane, but if we didn't have ears, we'd look like weasels. <laughs> Um, and all, many of those were written, and many were improvised. I came up with one the other day when Maurice threw an Q&A at Sketchfest in San Francisco. He said, Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I said, I think so, Dane, but if Jack's black and Betty's white, is Marvin gay? <laughs> <laughs> there's, always, there's always one, you know? There's always something you can come up with. And yeah. No right or wrong answer. It's yeah. a non sequitur. So, uh, and, it, and it did what it's supposed to do. It made you chuckle. 
so that's a great question, and I truly wish that uh, the sweet fellow who asked the question and all of you could come to recording session because you could see what I've gotten to experience for decades. When you see these people riff, it is absolutely astonishing, and and uh, it just makes your mouth fall open. It's a it's a gas to be part of. Our guest this segment is Rob Paulson, so I guess this makes this part of the program the Rob Paulson Show, Rob. So, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> Rob Paulson, the voice of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, Yako from Animaniacs, and both Raphael and Donatello from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rob's book, Voice Lessons, How a Couple of Ninja Turtles, Pinky and an Animaniac Saved My Life. is the story of Rob's life on and off mic and how his experience battling throat cancer in 2016 gave him a much deeper appreciation for what he loves to do. Voice lessons available wherever books are sold online through Amazon.com, other online vendors. You mentioned uh, Jonathan Winters a little while ago uh, as one of the people you've been fortunate enough to work with. Another voice yeah. actor that uh, you've been fortunate enough to work with is uh, Jack Riley. Jack Riley from uh, Rugrats. And we did a segment on Jack uh, a few weeks ago. And one of the things I learned is what a generous performer he was uh, in whatever venue, uh, whether he's working in front of the camera or as a voice artist. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your experience working with Jack Riley. Boy, what a great guy. I, uh, I first met Jack... I want to say maybe on a Disney show. Of course, I was a big fan because I watched the Bob Newhart show. Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, that happened a lot, by the way. When I would, when I first started doing animation, I, I'd come out here ostensibly to do live action. And when I had the opportunity to start doing cartoons, I'd walk in and I'd see Artie Johnson, Jack Riley, Ruth Buzzy, Bob Ridgely, Jonathan Winters, people from television all the time, Artie Johnson over and over again. And so I... Jack was, was one of those people that I just thought, oh, my God, I love Tim Conway, same thing. I love Jack Riley. I love him. I think it was Mr. Carlin he played on the Bob Newhart. Yes. And he was just a real, uh, Hamilton Camp, another one, just a really delightful, down-to-earth journeyman actor, uh, Ronnie Shell, another one, who was, was just a joyful guy, irrespective of the characters he played, because he was at that deadpan thing down so well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you get to work with a bunch of people and you say, man, these folks are as old as my parents. That's how I want to be mm -hmm. when I'm that age. They are creative. They're having fun. They're working with wonderful, terrific people. And, and they're so inspirational. Uh, and he was one of those guys who would take you aside and just, you know, make you understand how incredibly lucky you were to be uh, in this position. And you talked about generous. He uh, would always make sure that uh, Gord Hunt, in, in this case, who was directing most of the cartoons we were working on together, would say, hey, hey, uh, Gordon, Rob's got a great idea. You know, um, hey, Gordon, hey, Rob, do that thing that you did for me for Gordon. So he, he made it about me, and a lot of well-known people do that. They know how to take the, the shine away from themselves, and they make it about someone else. And that's just a, a really important aspect of, I think, just the way you behave in any case, if you're lucky enough to cultivate anything resembling celebrity, and Jack was exactly like that. It was about, it was about, hey man, this young guy is really smart. Let's let's give it to him. And um, I just love that. Voice lessons by Rob Paulson available wherever books are sold online. Rob's website, RobPaulsonLive.com. You can follow Rob on Twitter at Yakko. 
Pinky, and of course, Rob's podcast, Talking Tunes, available wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, let's see. Oh, I know. Just kind of dovetailing what we just were talking about, about the collaborative process of working and bouncing ideas off of your fellow actors and, and Jack Riley saying, hey, Rob, why don't you try that? Or Gordon say, hey, Rob, why don't, you, why don't you do what you did, you know, a couple of weeks ago? In addition to being a highly successful voice actor, Rob Paulson is also a voice director. He directs voice actors. I have found, Rob, that, um, or at least this is my opinion. I don't know whether I'm right. I don't know whether this holds water or not, but it seems to me that actors who direct are often the very best directors because they know what it means to be an actor so they can relate to the actor on that level. And just learning a little bit about your backstory as a result of reading your book, Voice Lessons, it seems to me you take some of that approach uh, when you direct voice actors. That's exactly true. And I think that your premise is right on the money. Um, certainly on a larger scale, pretty tough to argue to Clint Eastwood. <laughs> is not only a you know a big time movie star but a pretty damn good director mm -hmm. and i've talked to folks who have worked with uh, mr eastwood on different projects and to a person they all say man he's so gifted. he knows how to say what he means he he never says to me don't do this he always goes for a positive reinforcement here's what i want you to do rob or here's what i want you to do katie do this not it, it's not a negative don't no, don't do that. A lot of times actors, for better or worse, are, are kind of fragile, and they want to know how to make the right, how to make themselves look or sound good. And I am having a blast directing that show because it's my third ride in the turtle dance, so to speak. And firstly, just that franchise alone is utterly bulletproof. It's incredible. It's something that I was fortunate to be a part of from a little clean sheet of paper is now what it's become. You can make the argument that there are places in the world may not know who Brad Pitt is. Well, maybe not anymore, but, uh, you know. <laughs> but you can go to Nepal and people know who Ninja Turtles are. Yeah. But, uh, so to be able to direct the show, my job is pretty easy. When I, For me as a director, it's got a small key because they, they already do their work in casting. I think sometimes people forget that casting is an art in, unto itself. Mm-hmm. And so by the time these actors make it to me, they've already been chosen because they know what they're doing. My job is to just kind of guide them down what the producers want them to do. And um, every now and then, somebody will get a little frustrated because a producer will not necessarily know what he or she wants. And they'll, you know, I don't let the actors hear it, but the producer will be sitting behind me going, no, 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 no. God, Jesus Almighty, can't they, don't they hear? Can't they understand? Well, that's not what you want yeah. actors to hear. You know, so I kind of nuance it and feed it to them. Get what we need. I think that Nickelodeon was smart to hire me for this gig because I know what I'm doing in this particular realm especially. And they did the same thing with Tom Kenny, who's the voice of SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. He's been directing the show for a while now. And it works great because all the others... Trust, the other actors trust him. They know him. Can't argue with 20 years of success. I had a remarkably sweet moment when um, the actors first came in to meet me on Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is one I'm directing. And uh, Ben Schwartz plays Leonardo, who is uh, the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, this new smash. 
and uh, it was kind of sweet. We were doing our gig, and I introduced myself, and there was a bit of a break, and Ben had been on his cell phone, and all of a sudden, he looks at the other actors, and he goes, you know who this guy is? Meaning me. Yeah. And this guy, this guy's Raphael, this guy's Pinky, this guy's Jacko, and they all turned into 10-year-olds. Yeah. It was fabulous. They just said, and, and it, there was a literal, well, how do you want me to say it, Rob? Yeah. Often, you know, they got to the point where they would say, just tell me how you would say it. And I never expected that. I, it was this really flattering deference that I never expected because, again, the characters are the famous ones. But in that realm, they were fans, and they said, hey, I'm happy to do it any way you tell me. So it gave me a lot more freedom to be able to suggest things to them without feeling like I was impinging on their creativity. And it was a blast, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity because I never in a million years thought that I'd be a director. It wasn't my Jones. I love it, and I learned a lot about myself and, and other actors because of it. It was a, a huge gift. Our guest this hour is Rob Paulson of Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rob is also the official spokesperson for the Head and Neck Cancer Alliance's 2020 Cancer Awareness Campaign, April 13th to April 19th, is Oral Head and Neck Cancer Awareness Week. Rob's book, Voice Lessons, is available wherever books are sold. Rob's website, robpaulsonlive.com. This kind of dovetails on what uh, you were just talking about, about the reaction of some of the actors that you've worked with as, as a director who become kids in a minute when they realize they're working with you. For me, one of my favorite stories in, in Voice Lessons, Rob, is you talk about how you drew inspiration from the kids uh, who, whose, whose lives you've reached, particularly those who are going through trouble or going through illness. One of my favorite stories is the story of the Iraqi war veteran you met at one of the conventions. Oh, yeah. Boy, thank you for bringing that up. And, and again, thank you for reading the book. You know, you know the book better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a seminal experience for both Maurice LaMarche up in the brain and me. We were at a, uh, a very big convention in, in Dallas a couple of years, uh, probably four years, three years ago now. And a um, young man about mid-30s, but he was just a big, badass, 6'3", 6'4", 220, tatted out guy with long ponytail looked like a biker, frankly. Mm -hmm. He got up to me, and I said to him, Hey, Dad, you're a big one, aren't you? And he started to cry. And I, I immediately apologized, kind of joked with him. Because we get that experience a lot, but frankly, not from, you know, big, burly guys. Yeah. <laughs> so the young man, he took a moment, regained himself, regained his composure, and he said, Mr. Paulson, you and Maurice LaMarche, uh, will never understand what Pink Peter Bank means to me. Please let me explain. And he had done three tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan. And, you know, he, he explained that his job every day was to go out and kill people. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in doing so, not get killed himself. Yeah. And, that, you know, he had friends who weren't as fortunate as he. But he said, my sort of decompression entertainment of choice and that of many of my brothers and sisters was Pinky in the Brain, Ninja Turtles, Simpsons, and we've watched all that stuff, you know, be on patrol for a week, come home and settle down at the, at the camp and, and have a few beers and watch Pinky in the Brain. And he said, so when I hear you speak, it just reminds me of how fortunate I am. Now remember, you know, listen to what this man said. 
mm-hmm. how fortunate he was. He experienced something that virtually everyone who's listening, with a few exceptions, who are better men than women than I'll ever be, mm-hmm. experience. And a silly cartoon show is what got him through it, but in his own words. And and if, if there's one, there are a couple hundred. And, and so... It, it is nothing short of astonishing to me. And I remember Maurice and I went out and had a drink afterwards. Well, I had a drink. Maurice is a recovering alcoholic yeah. for 35 years. He'd be very proud of that. So I love sharing that information. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about it. People got pretty cheerful because it was an example of, of you just, you know that phrase, there are no small parts, only small actors. Mm-hmm. You never know when something as innocuous or seemingly so as a, as a cartoon show has a deeply profound effect. That baked into the book precisely because of of what that did to that young man and how it affected me and my own my own ability to deal with what's the toughest fight I'll ever have to go to. Uh, but nobody ever shot at. And um, it, I, I find that a pretty remarkable story. And I know it's not limited to just our show. It's about whatever gets you through an impossible situation. Absolutely. And uh, so it's an important story to tell, and I really appreciate you bringing it up. It's a, it's a big deal to us. We'll talk some more with Rob after this quick time out here on TV Confidential. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. Ed Robertson, author friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series uh, set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a little a thing or two well, about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have. Many have happened to me. Many have happened to friends of mine. It's not if you're looking for... Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes. Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. Attention, timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare,
Timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere, legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093-800-715-6093-800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. This portion of TV Confidential is sponsored by The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster, the hilarious site-splitting new DVD available through Kino Lorber. Thanks for powering our stream. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.